It is time for another episode of Articles of News, as the music would indicate to you. So in your mind, you're thinking, well, who it, who is it going to be? Who will join as we take on the latest and not so greatest, sometimes great, but also sometimes not, uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Anything that we can relate back to the church is something that we will talk about. And sometimes if we're being honest with each other, sometimes we just go on rambling rants that have nothing to do with the church. Hopefully... We can tie it into the church because we're both active church members. I'm joined by uh, Chow from Texas, yeah. which which seems like you should be in Paris, Texas, if I'm going to say Chow. That's too far north. Uh, and, and not very nice, as I understand it. Well, Paris is in the flat northern part of Texas. Okay. We are in the central hill country area. It's much prettier here. Mm-hmm. So I'll take Wimberley over Paris any day. So uh, deep in the heart of Texas, where is that? Yes. Uh, We're like in the center of the state, pretty much central Texas, in between Austin, San Antonio, um, little town. People describe it like a real life stars hollow. If you've watched Gilmore Girls. Sure, sure. But, But the question remains. If I'm saying that the stars at night are both big and also bright deep in the heart of Texas. Where am I if I'm deep in the heart of Texas? Am I just anywhere in Texas? Oh, you're anywhere in Texas. It doesn't matter. There's no, so there's, what. what's like, if you had to say like the quintessential, this is Texas, it's not Austin. No, Um. I mean, it's kind of everywhere in Texas, everywhere but Austin. Okay, okay, all right, all right, fair enough. Fair Austin enough. is just our, it's just different. You know, you have a drink and you have like a cherry in it. That's mm-hmm. Austin. Like okay. Austin is just different from the rest of it. So. Okay. All right. And uh, they keep Austin weird, as they say, they literally a saying from uh, from Austin. Chow, it's been a bit since we've chatted. Uh, yes. I think you helped us out with our top stories of whatever in 2023. Uh, I think we talked about me helping out and I don't ever think I actually showed up. No. Well, great. great. Well, thanks for nothing. How's everything been? Good. Good. We still have five children. Oof. So um, they're doing well, and we survived Christmas, and we went to the beach for New Year's. Well, just before New Year's. We checked out Moody Gardens. I don't know what that is. What's Moody Gardens? So it's on Galveston Island in Texas, and it is three pyramid structures that have a different thing inside of it. So the first one that we went in was the rainforest. Okay. And the, and the second one I skipped and I went and had food, but it's some sort of shark thing currently. And then I honestly, I just remember the rainforest. Then there's another one and yeah. maybe it's, it's an aquarium. That's what it is. It's the okay. aquarium. Okay. So, um, and it has a ropes course and it has like this old colonial ferry boat you can go on. It's kind of an experience. It's a little vacation situation but moody gardens they just stand out because there are these glass pyramids as you go to galveston island and you're in the gulf of mexico there's the ocean okay okay i've never heard of any of this so i'm sort of fascinated by it yeah Uh, you also had a pretty big uh a pretty big deal recently in the family uh church adjacent or uh actually within the church you guys have taken a big step with the youngest right going to primary or going oh he's a sunbeam yes he's a sunbeam Okay. Yeah. Well, don't look past that. That's a big Sorry. deal. You will never have a nursery kid ever again. It's glorious. And you know, he is, so he's born in August. So he is 
the youngest in school, right? He's in his little preschool. Mm-hmm. He just met the deadline by two days because September one's the cutoff. And so he's kind of younger in the year of sunbeams, but he's also the youngest of five. So mm-hmm. he's used to older kids. He said the opening prayer in class, you know, he's, he's fine. He's going to do great. So. Did a little bit of your mom heart weep though? Um, not really. I don't think, I mean, I think it will once it's the last kid in the primary program. I think okay. that is going to be hard, but nursery, um, I didn't feel that sad about it. Yeah. And you've got forever until you have to deal with the primary thing. So yes. you're fine. Yeah. You're- you got a decade. You got a decade. Push that a decade. It's fine. Yeah. Yep. Do what any good person does and shove those feelings down. Bury them. Just yep. tamp them. Tamp them down. Yep. Uh. Okay. Anything yep. else? Anything else exciting? Anything else you want to bring up? Say do be ish. Um. No, we're just gearing up for spring. It's dance competition season. Okay. So. We've started that with the girls and then baseball is also about to start and all three boys will do baseball. Even, you know, my new sunbeam, he's going to be in wee ball. It's going to be adorable. We're going to get him little baseball pants and a shirt and a little helmet and he's going to hit it off a tee and it's going to be so cute. I'll send you pictures. Of course. Of course. Now. So let me ask you this. When you have, uh, when you have the, uh, the ball and you have the dance on the same weekend, are you dance mom and uh, Russ, who also yeah. co-hosts Articles of News? Is he ball dad, or do you, or you guys go counterculture and he's dance dad and you're ball mom? No, you cannot with dance, okay. and uh, because you know he can't go in the dressing room, oh. it makes it really hard. Sure, and uh, he doesn't know how to put on the eyelashes and sure. all that kind of stuff. I don't know how he would deal with the like performance. I mean, you're a performer, you know, the stress before you go on stage. Sure. I, I don't know how Russ would handle those last minute nerves. And I've dealt with them for a couple of years now. So I'm akin to the things that they say sometimes right before they go on stage. I'm like, that is just nerves. You mm-hmm. say you hate me, go dance and you'll give me a hug. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I also think it's sort of cute that you don't think that Russ knows how to uh, put on those eyelashes. Cause you know, a different <laughs> Russ than I do. Because the Russ I know knows how to put those eyelids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, real quick for me, I'm a, I'm a, a couple things. One, uh, right before we started recording, I asked you if you knew what an opal apple was. This has nothing to do with the church, but is life-changing like the church may be. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're watching on YouTube, this is what an opal apple is. It is yellowish in color, mm-hmm. like a golden delicious. But imagine uh, a golden delicious apple that tasted a little bit more like an apple and like a pear had a baby. Oh. And and they're fantastic. And they have them at your grocery store. They're not like a, I go to Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's and, you know, yeah. ask the guy in the back and he unearths them and then, yes. you know, brushes aside the truffles and said, here, have an opal apple. It's not like that. You will now notice them in your grocery store and go, oh, that's what he was trying. Contact at theculturalhall.com if you've never tried one and you end up trying one. I would love to hear about your experience. Uh, you will see me muted at times during this because this is going to go into my belly as we do right. the news. And, and then, I'm going to try one. I'm going to go this, today. And then the second thing, uh, this morning, I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing my morning routine and uh, a dog shows up on my porch. And uh, it's it's not our dog. It was a, a neighbor dog. We've actually... 
about a month, maybe two months ago, this dog was wandering the neighborhood and we went, that is someone's dog. Let's find out if it has a chip. Let's find out where it belongs. So it was that dog uh, that we saw again, but came to our porch and uh, it was raining here. So dog is just drenched, super stinky. And it looks like it hadn't eaten in, you know, several days. So uh, brought it in the house. Gave it a shower and bath, brushed it out, fed it right as we brought it in the house, and then fed it right before we took it back to the person that uh, was looking for it. Um, and by looking for it, I mean said, oh, yeah, that's my dog. It's been gone for like a week or so. And I was oh. like, you know what? If if my dog was gone for like an hour or so, yeah, I would be emaciated and roaming the yeah. neighborhood. And so I'm, I'm balancing what my wife... Uh, his teaching me is that I, cause we, we connected with him, got the dog back. And I said, yeah, he hasn't eaten. Yeah. Are you taking care of your dog. I didn't say it like that. I I thought I was being fairly gentle. My wife was uh, quick to instruct me that maybe I was not as gentle as I thought I was being. Yeah. She wants us to be a resource. Uh, if this guy needs some yeah. help. So he needs some help with his dog. Yeah. Yeah. Cute dog. Beautiful blue eye, uh, like a sheep, one of those sheep dogs. I don't think it's a sheep dog though. It's but it's Australian cattle dog. Yeah, maybe super cute. Likes to wander. That's great. I like that. Young young gentleman that owns it. Super cute. Super super. Come with us. I mean, we've got five acres that we let our dogs have a dog's life on. Yeah, they romp around and have a. But if they didn't come back at night, you'd you'd. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, my daughter would lose her mind. I would lose my mind. Russ yep. would be like, this is good. We didn't need the dogs anyways. <laughs> and the other kids would be like, this is good. I'd like to eat my dinner without dogs bugging me and begging yeah. me. Food. Yeah, but, well, when you have 20 dogs that you let lead, lead the dog yeah. life. Yeah. All the all the dogs are the kids. Two of us would be sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you're in a show too. Did you already talk? Have you oh, told everyone oh, about your yeah. show? Yeah, I'm in a show. I play a pirate. I can't remember if I did or not. You wear uh, eye makeup. You could do the eyelashes. Like I've seen pictures of this show and you have on some eye makeup. So yes, I do. You, you could be a dance dad. Uh, I, I could be. Uh, it, I mean, here. So here is the thing that I find about myself as I get older. And this dog is a perfect example of it. And the dance dad would be a perfect example of it as well. I don't I don't have much patience for people. Mm. like I, I love people. I will do anything in the world for people like we did for that dog. Right. We could have just been like dogs wet here, take your dog, feed it. Right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Took it in, cleaned it, bathed it. We were brushing it, drying it off. You know, all the things that we could do. Big heart, no patience. So yeah. like at the point that one of those catty moms came up to me or my daughter at a dance thing, like someone would fall down the stairs or something. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. It must have been something on the flooring. Yep. That's weird. It's crazy. <laughs> like I I I I'm trying. Yes. But, but like and it and it's not like if, if people will say something like, you know what, I when I did that, I'm really sorry. I made a mistake. And they mm-hmm. sort of own it. But when they double down on being a jerk, I just my mind starts going 20 miles a minute, going, let's see. How can we ruin their life? And I just, it's its not a trait I love, but, yeah. it, but it is one that is developing as I get older. Well, if we get in a pinch and mm-hmm. we need somebody to be, you know, the dance dad, mm-hmm. we'll call mm-hmm. in Uncle Richie. Uncle yep. Richie can come save the day. 
Yeah. I oh. and I could do the makeup and I could do the eyelashes. I could do that. Um I'm going to a conference in a couple of weeks. Uh it remains to be seen what we're going to do, but there are five of us that go to this conference. They mm-hmm. are doing a 90s night and uh it, the other four people that I go to this conference with are women. And so mm-hmm. we have discussed uh being the Spice Girls cuz there is a 90s night. Nice. And uh yeah. So I am strongly considering uh, being Ginger Spice in the Uncle Jack uh, dress. Yeah, you have yeah. you have to. You'd have well, to. I, I I'm trying to sell it. One of the one of the women doesn't feel like she could pull off a Spice Girl. So now mm-hmm. we're looking at different characters from Friends, but it will be a thematic night of which I will dress differently. Like I'm not going to be Joey. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that you can't even. It just looks like regular clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So let's uh, let's take a break. We got some uh, fun stories. We got some very not fun stories that we're going to get to as we uh, talk about all sorts of articles of news. We'll take a break and come back and do that in the second half of articles of news. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer and they start at only $29 a month. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. BestDJinUtah.com. You're right, it's a new ad. What? Well, it's been an entire season since I've recorded a BestDJinUtah.com ad. And well... The wedding season coming to an end at this point, but not really because what happens now is everyone who's going to get married in 2024 reaches out and says, Richie, is it possible? Do you still have this date? And I tell them, yes, hopefully. And then we get you booked. We'd love to be able to work with you. Uh, travel all along the Intermountain West. Some people call it the Jello Belt. Uh, you can go to bestdjinutah.com to request a quote. You can find us on any of the social medias at bestdjinutah. And uh, we can answer any questions. Affordable? Yes. Over 400 five-star reviews? Yes. Highest rated in the state of Utah? Uh-huh. Go on. It's best djinutah.com and and I'll give you a little hint it it also helps me to be able to do this like financially support the cultural hall through that and you get something in return imagine running a small business today it's challenging imaging and internet presence is an absolute must even with that you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe now imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients imagine Lennon design whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation advertising media and promotional materials Lennon design is your partner in business they'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. I want to start with this. You know, uh, sometimes people have been critical and say, you know what, you guys never say anything nice about the church. Certainly in the, in the ward that I'm in right now, I sometimes struggle to feel connected and or I feel like every suggestion that I offer is uh, met with a, that was I mean, okay, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. e- even to the point that the other day I was like, I will buy a piece of art for this wall that has nothing on it and I'll pay to have it nicely framed and I don't want to, but I'll even pick from the catalog of what we can put in the church. If you allow this 
to occur because it's this terribly blank, boring, non-religious. What are we? Why? What? Why is this wall like this? And it was rejected. But my steak does do this, and it's super cool. Every Thursday night at the Steak Center, they do Garage Band. Now, not Garage Band like playing, oh. like not playing like the video game Garage Band. If you play an instrument, they go to the cultural hall at the steak center and uh, up on the stage, if there's fewer people or down in the actual cultural hall and they just jam and it's people of all talent levels and all uh, like different instrument playing. And I know this because uh, one of the kids is in, I think, fourth grade and -hmm. gets to play the recorder. You know, and was like, and knew that they this garage band thing goes on at the church on Thursday nights, and asked his dad, "Can I go to garage band now that I'm playing an instrument?" And so they went, and this kid played the recorder at the Thursday night garage band. So way to go, Taylorsville Steak, an awesome opportunity and something thinking out of the box. I think it's super cool. Yeah, I like that. It's not just basketball or whatever else is done yeah yeah uh we get into now a heavy story because i want to make sure that we cover it uh this out of pennsylvania and uh, i appreciate that you are a lawyer because it's very lawyerific tell me what's Mm -hmm. going on so a stake president in pennsylvania has been charged with failure to report child abuse and he was charged on um Wednesday, so a couple days ago, and then he'll he was arraigned today. He's probably going to be released on a bond. So it's just an allegation. It's not a conviction. He didn't go to prison. He went to jail for a couple days. Okay, and then it'll be referred over, and they'll see if they're going to file it or how they will proceed. So in Pennsylvania, you, re- you may remember this state from the Jerry Sandusky 2014 child abuse scandal. They have really ratcheted down on reporting laws since that time. Um, So they expanded it in 2014 so that a lot of people in the state of Pennsylvania are mandatory reporters. And I had a friend, I will say this, this isn't aside from the story. I had a friend who was living there, was called to serve in the young men's whatever in his ward. But under Pennsylvania laws, he had to clear a background check before mm. he could actually serve. And um, so I know Pennsylvania is very, very strict on who works with children and how, I mean, they don't play. They yep. do not come to mess around. So um, police say that when this uh, Rhett Hintz is his name, was um, held leadership positions in the church's Lebanon ward, that uh, this other man had been sexually assaulted assaulting a minor in that area um and then in another minor in berks county in the neighboring area it sounds like um and the victims were between the ages of eight and 12 years old when the assault occurred um so it's a felt he knew these had happened it didn't it didn't say the story doesn't say he knew that they were going on and he just didn't say anything he knew it had happened in the past Mm. and failed to report the past sexual assaults. So sexual let me ask you, to just for clarity's sake, so the assaults happened before 2014, but because of the law in 2014, what they are uh, uh, alleging or what has been brought up, what, uh, brought up forth is that since after 2014, 
he came into the knowledge that this occurred. Mm -hmm. He needed to report, even though it was however long ago. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it was still a crime against a child, but because, and honestly, I'm a mandatory reporter. I'm an attorney mm -hmm. and I always report. I don't sure. care if somebody says, you don't need to report this. There's already an active police investigation. I will say, that's very nice. I'm still a mandatory reporter. I still have to call it in. Yeah. So because otherwise it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, like react as mandatory, right? Because yes. one, that person could be lying Two, you're still liable because you need to report it. And if for some reason, you know, that wasn't that particular thing that was reported or you just have to report regardless of a thing is already going on. But then I think yeah. three peace of mind. It's like, no, I, I did my kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, and otherwise everybody would just say it's already been reported. Don't, you know, go ahead and call me to serve with the young men. You know, they're dealing with it. It, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of let's just make sure it's reported and they can sort out government systems can sort out multiple reports from the same incident. They'll be able to look in their databases and say, Oh, we've already have detective so-and-so assigned to that. So, so, so yeah. the church has said though, that this is misguided. Yes. The church is defending. And I mean, as they should, right. He was a church leader. This is the official statement from the church that was released by uh, Mr. Hintz's attorney, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints works actively to prevent abuse. Our hearts ache for victims of abuse, and the church is committed to addressing such incidents wherever they are found. The church trains its leaders and supports their lawful efforts. The charges now brought by local prosecutors for failing to report the abuse are misguided, and the church will vigorously defend him. Yeah. So, so, uh, like, I guess my th thought about it is may maybe benefit of the doubt. Let's, let's, let's walk this out a little bit. So maybe this guy thought, Hey, this is in the past and, or, you know, and got kind of confused about dates, right? I don't report this because this is something before and, uh, and I don't, okay. Maybe yeah. could have been maybe, uh, you know, he's like, Oh, I happen to know that this has already been dealt with by cops because he's that closely related to it. So then he doesn't uh, walk, you know, he doesn't do his part because he's like, I know that he's meeting with the cops. I've seen the cops at his house or I know that he went to the whatever to be able to deal with this. Right. So maybe that benefit of the doubt, but, um, but, but I just feel like, I feel like misguided is an interesting choice of words when they can say, here is a guy that knew about a thing. We have a law against that thing. He didn't do the thing that the law said he should have done. Yeah. And so here's the timeline. October 2020 is the earliest date they're saying that the four state president Hintz or Mr. Hintz knew about it. The guy mm -hmm. wasn't arrested until 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a time gap there. Here's the other thing. When they say misguided, how was he misguided? Did, did he call the church hotline and got bad advice from a Utah lawyer about Pennsylvania law? Mm. You know, that's also curious to me, too. How was he misguided? Was yeah. he misguided because he got bad legal advice from Utah about Pennsylvania law? Or was he misguided in that he didn't understand the timelines? Kind of like what you said. Yeah. Either way, you just call and report. Do you know what I mean? Just let don't don't leave it for question. And I think, too, last thing I'll say about this one. 
the church is really focused on the youth program, right? Mm-hmm. We are very focused on it. I think that's a stick you pick up both ends. If we're going to be really focused on youth and what we do with the youth, we have to also be really focused on protecting the youth and protecting that time as a time of innocence, as a time of growth. So if we're going to say, oh, we're focusing on the youth so much, let's also focus on protecting the youth that much. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Uh, interesting to note that that's sort of on the heels of Elder Kieran uh, in our last, or Kieran, 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 Kieran. I, like to, I like to Kieran, uh, you know, talking about that we need to do more to help people uh, be able to heal from from different types of abuse. That was the big thing in our last articles of news. Mm-hmm. Are we getting it yet? Are we are we know. helping? Are we are we figuring out the point? Do we do we know? I'll be interested to see what ends up happening with this particular case. Yeah. Uh, a couple quick things. Um, one, if you would like to uh, subscribe to the church magazines, they're all now free, and there is a link for it in the show notes. We've talked about that before, but be sure that you uh, subscribe to whatever. They're free for crying out loud. I did it. In preparing for this, I saw that story today, mm-hmm. and so I went and did it. When While you were getting your equipment up and running, I was like, oh, look, at I had looked at the story, and while you were doing that, I was getting my subscriptions. So Super that's awesome. easy. Yes. Yep. Very easy. Like four clicks. Nice. Nice. So if you want to do that, if that's something that you're after, and I, as I understand it, these are the like uh, physical prints that will come to you or is this? Yeah. 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 Free. Yeah, there's physical prints and then you can opt in for an email version when mm-hmm. they have come out. I did not opt in to receive more emails and you have to click a button that says that They'll notify you. They'll email you when your subscription is up. Mine's good until January 2025 is what it said. So nice. nice. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, uh, I mean, I liked as a kid, if parents are like, they feel like they're starting to lose kids a little bit. For me, when I was a teenager, having the friend on the back of the toilet, I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe that was different because I didn't have my phone uh, back then. We didn't have phones, kids look it up. Uh, But I would, I would read a, a quick inspirational, you know, something from someone yeah. else somewhere else and be like, oh, okay. And then make sure that no one could tell that I read the friend magazine and put it back. Cause I didn't want to be, you know, yeah. alleged that I was reading a church thing. You know? Um, yeah. I, I like that. I like it because I don't like kids being on electronics and sacrament meeting. Mm-hmm. So I look at this, but I will tell you, so let me tell you about parenting in 2024, Richie. I, I don't want to know. I mean, um, am I going to like best- this? Yeah. You're going to like it. For bedtime, when it's time to put kids to bed, particularly my boys who are, you know, five, eight, and three, three, five, eight, um, they like to listen to stories. And in 2024, back in the day, parents would sit there and read books to their kids. We don't do that anymore. We just play the story podcast from Amazon Stories or whatever it is. Last night, my kids were, my boys were being obnoxious as boys are. And I was kind of fed up. And so I thought to myself, there's got to be the friend magazine, the podcast, right? That should be out there. Yeah. So I looked in Amazon. I looked on Apple podcast, couldn't find it, but I went to the gospel library app Mm -hmm. and I went to the friend magazine. Well, I think I went to, let me look at it right now. There's a section called story time. What? Children's section. Yes. And you can listen to the audio stories from books in the, or from stories in the friend magazine, they have an audio and it is like production quality. I will say there are people that do the voices of the different characters, loved it, got my boys to calm down. Of course, after about five, they were like, 
mom, can we listen to like other stories that are not, you know, Rose Marie takes a stand or Eddie and the Book of Mormon, you know, but it, yeah. it, it was kind of fun. So parenting tip for those that are looking for how do I get my kid to listen to this stuff? It's all in the Gospel Library app. Keep going, Josie. Birthday markers, prayers and planes. I love this. Gospel prayers and planes is really good. Articles yeah. of faith, follow the prophet, scripture stories for children, video singing touches. Okay. That's awesome. All in the Gospel Library app. Check it out. Yep. Check it out. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the uh, the bishop who uh, got up to the stand and um, said, I'm not going to do this anymore in front of everybody. I would rarely do this, um, but only if you're curious to know more of his story and where it's coming from will give you every indication. Uh, he was recently interviewed on Mormon stories. So uh, if you are curious as to, he said there were they, he was asked to do things that he couldn't in good conscience do. And so that's why he resigned as a bishop. And that video went viral within the church, certainly. Uh, he was recently on uh, Mormon Stories, and you can check that out. Um, in a January 26th letter that was addressed to general and local leaders, the First Presidency has said that each year church services and meetings should be limited to sacrament meeting only on Easter Sunday. Now, that's sort of a thing that we've done the last couple of years, but now they are saying, thus let it be written, thus let it be said, Moving forward, we are only doing hour-long uh, on Sunday. And if Christmas is not on a Sunday, stake presidents and district presidencies will decide uh, to hold sacrament meeting before or after Christmas. So, as I understand that, one of the sacrament meetings around Christmas, so say Christmas falls on a Wednesday, either the Christmas, uh, either the Sunday before Christmas, or the Sunday after Christmas will only be one hour long, sacrament only. Yeah, yeah it kind of depends, I think, if it's Monday, Tuesday, Christmas Day, Friday, Saturday, because yeah. that'll align better. But I don't know if I told you this, Richie, but when I was Relief Society president, Go on. Bishop wanted to have leadership meetings on Easter Sunday. And I said, I will not be in attendance. It's Easter morning. Yeah. And he sent me some uh, terse emails saying, you'll be there. You're going to, you know, be there or get fired. I'm like, also, I'm a volunteer. So yeah. <laughs> well, be my guest. But I just kind of said, what, you know, it's like the most important day. This is Easter right. Sunday. I'm going to be with my kids and I'm not going to tell my counselors to show up. This is anyways. But it was really like, you listen to your priesthood authority, Missy. Oh, man. And I was like, Okay, bye. We're still doing yeah. our family thing. So I just love this from the church for that reason. And I wish I could find that guy and say, look, look what they're doing. Yeah, look here. Look here with the main church. Here, Here's the thing. Let's take away Easter Sunday from it, right? Hey, we're having a meeting on Sunday. Hey, I'm not coming. I will yeah. not be there. Why? I am choosing to stay home uh, for, for that time. That doesn't work for me. I yeah. don't do meetings before. I mean, feasibly, you really yeah. could say something like, I accept this calling, but Sunday mornings are a time that I choose to be yes. with my family. And because I have that boundary, if it requires me to be in a meeting on Sunday morning, I will not be in that meeting. And I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. And I... I had another incident where I ran into this because our faith in God children in my ward meet at seven o'clock at night. Okay. 
which means that they end up finishing and getting home at 8 39 o'clock at night okay and i said hey that's kind of late for a seven eight nine year old on a school night to be getting home getting to bed mm-hmm. we meet earlier can we meet at six or five or some earlier time in the day because they should be in bed by 8 30 and it was really you know you get in line with us or you're an apostate and i yeah. said okay well yeah. i'm choosing my kids mental health and sleep over your definition of righteousness. Yeah. So. It, it doesn't matter how many times that I listen to things like uh, Kurt Frankum's Leading Saints, and mm-hmm. I hear things where people are like, we had to figure out what worked for, for us. For and, us. And, yes. and, and okay. the response that people have where it's like, and it was groundbreaking because we figured out what worked for us in any other circumstance. And I don't think it's being apostate. I don't think it's being rebellious. I don't think it's being any of those things. In fact, I would say it's being like proactive and realistic of your situation in any other realm of our life. Yeah. I I can't imagine that we'd just be like, nope, it's got to be this way. Yeah. Because it's got to be this way. And for some reason, and I think we wrongfully assign it to like the priesthood mantle or something like that. It's like, no, it does not. And, yeah. it, and, and it doesn't have to be that way at all. Yeah. We could make it a little more collaborative, a little bit more yep. like, well, what is our purpose to help others come unto Jesus Christ? Right. Let's meet you where, where you're at, what you can do. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We, so. we, we, you got to come at seven. That's how you come unto Christ. Okay. That's how that works. Hopefully at seven o'clock in the morning. Well then. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Not making it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I can coattail this thing because I'm not going to make it. Uh, and then let me see. There was another one that I wanted to make sure that we got into this articles of news. Did you, you said that you were looking online a little bit. Was there something that stuck out to you that you're like, yeah, we got to get there? Well, I don't know that we need to. You, I believe you've already talked about the tithing lawsuits, but there was a third one that was filed out of California. Yeah. I mean, you have sort of a a lawyer, not sort of, you do have a lawyer perspective. I would be curious to know every lawyer that I saw that commented on a thing. uh, We're going to actually try and get Sam Brunson, who is an attorney in Chicago, Mm -hmm. knows very much about this to just, I I don't want to know like, it's bullcrap. They're just trying to, like, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in knowing why do these people think that they can win this lawsuit and why does the church think that they can win the lawsuit. That's uh, hopefully a future upcoming episode. I think the perspective of the people is that they were induced, they believe fraudulently induced with the church's representations of what was being used for City Creek or other building projects. And I mean, there. I remember the statement. I remember the statement, we're going to revamp this and it, we are not using church funds. It was expressly stated mm-hmm. that funds will not be used for this. And then come to find out it was. And so they're feeling I, because of that representation, I relied on it. I made the donation that I did through Mm. tithing and it was fraud. And that that's not okay. Same way, you you know, somebody sets up a fake charity account, right? Mm -hmm. That's money for this. And then they actually don't need that. I think there was a big scam with a homeless man a few years ago where a couple had scammed a lot of money out of people to benefit the homeless man. So you can see where they feel like they have grounds for it. Yeah. The response from the church is going to be, it's a donation. There were no, there was no contract. There's no strings attached. You took one statement that was made to broad and general 
persons. And maybe if you get down into the fine print, it's the base of tithing that was not used, but the interest that was used on the tithing to, mm -hmm. for the project. So technically it was a truthful statement. Um, so that's, I think the church's perspective is you made a donation. I had no contract with you. I made no promises. I, I spoke generally and broadly and, and you freely gave me your money. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there are some laws, uh, both federally and I know in the state of Utah that sort of protect donations towards any organization, not necessarily just religious yeah. about trying to be able to get your money back. So I'm looking forward to that sort of future episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. to be able to dive deeper into that. I thought this was sort of interesting. Okay. Um, the life preparation lessons that were announced. Did you see this at yeah. all? I did see that. The uh, The church, along with its seminaries and institutes of religion, is pleased to announce new life preparation lessons. This significant expansion to the church's seminary curriculum commences. It's commenced. It's January 2024, and we're in February for release time programs, uh, followed by a global rollout January of 25. These enriched seminary lessons, 36 each year, are a response to the evolving needs of today's youth. The addition will help students draw on the power of Jesus Christ in all aspects of life while maintaining a foundation in Scripture and an alignment with the faith's come follow me. So uh, they'll help students handle challenging life circumstances, fulfill their divine identity and potential, become self-reliant, develop healthy habits, succeed in school, pursue additional education, prepare for missionary service, and make and keep covenants in the temple. And I am here for every bit of this. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they had uh, sort of like testing programs of it. What do they call that? Um, a test, they tested a new seminary course called scripture studies, fundamental fundamentals. And then another one called succeed in school, mm -hmm. Felt like it had great success in preparing future missionaries. And so now it's more broadly available to everybody. So I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think of and I joke around about some of these things and, and some of these things are ridiculous. Like I was just about to mention cursive, mm -hmm. you know, it's gone the way of the dodo, yeah. uh, which funnily enough is coming back, but whatever, uh, people yes. don't, uh, people don't use cursive. I think that a particular generation would have no idea what it is, but like, here is how you would write a check. Most people don't need to write a check, but do you need to know? Okay. Here's how you would send a letter in the mail. Do you need to know? Probably not too often. That's some of the things, but then also things like, here is what a budget is. Mm -hmm. Here is the difference between a want and a need. Here is uh, how to be able to express if your mental health is in a bad place and you need help. Here, you know, all of those, what what are seemingly basic things that all people struggle with, I think it, it's it especially important to be able to teach the youth. Yeah, I think too, just a, and I... I'm not sure that they will address this, but I, one of the problems I see is the ability to just talk with somebody you disagree with and mm -hmm. say, oh, I view differently. Yep. And then be able to say, and and that's okay. We can have different views and walk away from each other instead of, well, now we've, I've got to shell and sh yell, shout at you and convince you I'm right. Or I can't be friends with them because they don't follow what I think. They're toxic. Yes. I've got to unfriend them. They're toxic. They're siloed. They're giving me the ick. Yeah, the, all the things that we say about those folks. Uh, this is interesting. Hulu loves the Mormons, uh, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, announced, and we don't know exactly what this is, 
but they're going to do a docu-series about Mormon swingers. And I think that that is interesting. If you remember, Taylor Frankie Paul talked about soft swinging. I think that's maybe where it got the the most of public attention. Um, a group of women in that particular instance that, you know, everything but everything but the thing was what they would do with multiple partners. And in her particular marriage, you know, one of them went too far and then they ended up getting divorced. So the idea is a docu-series about a conservative faith and the underbelly of uh, swingers within that. Now, what they haven't said, because so many people sort of lump group or group lump Mormons, it could be FLDS, it could be, yeah. you know, um, reorganized, it could be people that have, uh, you know, ex, they used to be Mormons and they were excommunicated and, you know, still consider themselves to be Mormons and swingers. Don't know, no further information has gone out about it or the guarantee that it's actually going to happen, but they are working to see if that particular thing can happen. So my only Aside from my initial gag reflex, my only thought related to this is that I wish that the temple um, more clearly said what Jesus said. You know, you look on another woman and lust after her versus this idea of just like no sexual relations. Because I think it just a lot of people say that's the line. Right. Temple, that's the line. So I can do up to the right. line. And it's just can we just go back to the teachings of Jesus where it's like, look, if you're, if that's attractive, if you're struggling, if you're starting to think, how can I pursue this? You know, that's, that's the problem. Area. I just wish that it was a lot more clear, but that's just my own side soapbox. Well, and one of the things though, that I think that the church is starting to do better about is I, I think that a letter of a law is important. And I think that that probably is where like the line is drawn letter wise, right? But mm -hmm. I, I think a thing that we for a long time had not done very well about and always sort of just addressed it in this idea of, well, it's letter and spirit of law. It's student me, right? We just sort of addressed it, but then didn't really start to feel it is it's the same thing, you know, like with tithing, like the spirit of like our, our, um, our wealth, our, our lives, our, our, you know, our monetary mm -hmm. value is. God gives us this opportunity to be able to steward these things and mm -hmm. asks for 10% in, in return. But if we paid, you know, 10.5%, that would be an absurd thing, you know, for a member of the church. We'd be like, what? Why the 0.5%? But like, yeah. if you genuinely feel like, you know, the 0.5 that, I, so I do 10 to the church and then I do another 0.5 towards helping somebody out, like the spirit of you could do that and you feel called to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I think is something that that we miss. We just go 10%, got it. I can take, you know, I can take 50,000 times it by 0.1 and go, that's five, I did the thing and move on. And I don't, I don't think until very, very recently, and we still got a long way to go on this, but the way until very recently that it started to be like, well, yes, but, but, but feel it and know why it's not yeah. just a percentage that you put in a calculator and then go drink in your, you know, Diet Coke and having a pink cookie at eight in the morning. You, Richie, you remind me of Emily, President Emily Bell Freeman's talk from conference, because mm -hmm. she talks about this, how people look at the gospel as a stamp in a passport book or a checklist. And she says, it's the relationship and a good, healthy relationship changes you for the better. 
and makes you a better person. And so I, I, we just studied it in my relief society last Sunday. And Mm -hmm. so it's fresh, but I appreciated that perspective of it's the relationship. It's a living active thing. And if it's healthy, it brings you to do more good and to, to be better instead of just check that box, Yep. check that box. So yeah, I'll give you yeah. an example that I may even get in trouble for sharing this, right? But tithing, the idea is that we're paying a tenth to the church. Mm-hmm. Well, I I consider myself to be a full tithe payer. Uh, so let's so let's just get that out there. But also uh, in the last year, I was like, I'm not able to see with my eyes what some of the money that I'm doing donated does, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it was a thing. I, I wouldn't say like I was questioning, like, does God even want me? You know, it wasn't anything like that. But I was like, I yeah. don't know. It's a lot of money. It's a lot yeah. of money that I'm just sort of checkboxing this thing, stamping a passport. And so I made the very deliberate decision to um, use money to uh, help and benefit people that I could see. Mm-hmm. That's and, all you want. And, and uh, doing that in very small ways allowed me to go, oh, yeah, okay. That is the spirit of this thing. Mm-hmm. That is why we're asked to give. Sure, it's a percent and blah, blah, blah. And we can get legalistic and come at me, please. I welcome that. Contact yeah. at the But to then feel, oh, this is why we do this thing. Yeah. I, I think was far more important to God, to myself, and to people who are around me than me being able to just be like, 10%. Yep. Done. What's next? Yeah. Okay, I got to get these people yeah. in this month. Okay. Yep. So a lifetime ago when I was a waitress in Utah, I would get that a lot. Well, why would I pay you more than 10%? That's all I pay God. And I'd be like, well, I'm a college student working three jobs, putting myself through school on no student loans. So like you're <laughs> be great if you like you're like they you're fabulous we loved you you were above and beyond best waitress we ever have we will keep coming in every friday night because we love you so much only 10 percent. and i just often felt like yeah you could really hmm, i don't know the difference you could make in my life would be a lot anyway i I get what you're saying well and one of the times that i gave a little bit is when i did that i don't know that the person necessarily needed it but I, I would assume based on what I knew from talking to the waitress server. Yeah. That was a condition in her life. And I was like, you know what? This isn't going to change your day. I'm not going to pay her house off, but uh, this is more than she probably expects. Mm-hmm. Did it. And I was like, okay, that yeah. feels that feels the way that I would like this to feel. And maybe yeah. it says something about the way that I do my tithing. I'm not sure, but it, it definitely felt different. And, and so I was there, grateful for that. There's an awareness, I think there's an awareness and a consciousness. And I I don't know, that feels more personal than, um, well, this is the box you check and this is what you do, but there's more, I don't know. I just feel like you're more, you're, you're probably thinking about Malachi and those promises a lot more than the people who just do 10% go in in December. They read that little passage with the Bishop and they're like, yep, check that box. Yep. It's, it sounds like to me that it's much more personal and heartfelt and you're really seeking that out. And I think, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, this kind of relating back to the first story that we talked about, two of Utah's largest faiths told uh, this particular news outlet, they will not oppose a new bill that seeks to make it easier for ecclesiastical leaders to report abuse without fear of breaking vows. 
Uh, this is uh, the state of Utah's legislature is in right now. Uh, the Catholic Church, as well as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has said, you know what? There's this bill, and we are not going to uh, oppose it. So you may see uh, the ability to report in the state of Utah for clergy to be uh, changed as far as it is right now. Uh, Utah, very much like Arizona and some of these other states that say, you know what? You do not have to report, but there, there is definitely, uh, it's not a, it's not a complete, it is not, it is certainly not Pennsylvania. Um, but it is a step in what I feel to be the right direction. But believe me, when I say there are definitely like little things that it's like, okay, well, that's a word choice very deliberately there. It's not as loose as maybe, oh, Utah is changing. Now everyone's going to be able to report. It's very calculated in the way that it is changing. Mm -hmm. I so, like that. That's yeah, good. I do too. Uh, and that's quick. I know that not everyone that, in fact, most people that listen to this, I would know, uh, do not live in the state of Utah. But it's interesting to note that it's changing in the state of Utah so that... Um, so that that can be a thing. Uh, new court documents filed in a lawsuit against Tim Ballard have revealed that he is, in fact, uh, excommunicated from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thought that was interesting. We sort of all assumed that. Um, not surprised. Not surprised, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, though still spoke at a, a massive conference the other day. I can't remember what the name of the conference was, but I thought that maybe it was um, they had made the media for that particular conference in advance and didn't know about all these things that uh, Tim Ballard had, you know, been a part of. Nope. They were just like, yep, that's fine. These allegations, this organization, come on in and speak to our, uh, our organization about what you do and who you are. Bad form. I, I can't understand it. Well, I will say this, um, you innocent know, till proven guilty. Fine, fine lawyer, innocent till proven guilty. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, you know, I think uh, excommunication or whatever it's called now, I don't think we call that. It's withdrawal of membership. Yeah, withdrawal of membership. It feels like a very public shaming, right? Like cut off all your hair, put you in your ashes and your sackcloth and parade you through the town mm -hmm. um, for everybody to see. But the fact that and I don't know if this is, this is probably going to come out not great. So I'm sorry. Everybody yell at Richie. At yeah. That. Yeah. Don't yell at Chow. Just yell at me. I like that. But um, I I think it's kind of nice that we're like, uh, some people can be like, oh, okay. Well, we still want to talk to you, the person. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That it's not, it's not as much of what it has been in the past where it felt like a very public shaming and it, a very, you know, you're now a reject in society. It's like, well, work through that and we're going to keep doing our mission or our thing. Yeah. So. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, having been an excommunicated person at one point in my life, uh, not when it was withdrawal membership, I was an OG ex. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I remember Richie, I was there for There it. was never any sort of like public thing for me, but it, it's interesting to note, um, that, you know, that, Still, the church, though, originally, when people were excommunicated, they'd say from the pulpit, Chow was excommunicated, and they would yes. and they would tell you why in church, right? That So that's gone are those days. Yes. Uh, but it's so fascinating to me to, to see what the allegations are for yes. Tim Ballard. Yes, okay, fair, yeah. And, and then be able to be like, come and speak to us, right? Because I, I agree. I, I felt like a reject 
right? Both from God yeah. and from my religious community at the time I was excommunicated, right? Dirty, gross, terrible, misunderstood, all of the things um, for nearly a decade uh, because of those circumstances, my choices, the things that I did, and then the choices of, you know, those in ecclesiastical authority over me decided to do because of those choices. The way they viewed them, yeah. Yeah, the way they viewed them. I'd so, love to, I'm sorry, I'd just love to have them time travel to nowadays and be like, Oh, Richie, you yeah. angel. Yeah. Well, I have thought because I, I think I could track down my stake president. Uh -huh. I have thought about trying to do an episode about oh, yeah. my excommunication. And I don't think that that guy would do it. Not, I, because, not because like, you know, I would come at him and be like, but I, I just don't think that he would do it. But I, I do think that it would be a fascinating discussion to go. Okay. Yeah. You did this. I, I'd be curious to know if you even remember that you did this. You feel, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, have like a little Dr. Phil or maybe a cow. I don't know. But I I think about that um, a lot. But I, I will say, having been, I, I was a relief study president. Members in our congregation, women in our congregation were excommunicated or withdrawal of membership during that time. And I just wanted and I often did just go to their house and most of the time they wouldn't answer the door, but I just mm -hmm. wanted to throw my arms around them and love them. But I saw others in leadership say, don't touch, keep her, mm. keep her away. And I remember seeing somebody share a newsletter, uh, like the Relief Society newsletter, and they had taken a sister off that it was her birthday because, and I don't think they meant to, right? They didn't do it intentional. They're just going through the ward list, doing the sure. birthday. Sure. I knew why her birthday wasn't there anymore. I knew her record wasn't there, but I felt like she was still our Relief Society sister and kind of, right. I got riled up about it. Like put her back on that list. You make a correction because I just felt like that person needed all the love in the world. But I did sure. see a lot of other people say not more. I don't know where I was going. I had a place I was going with this and I've lost it. In well, that I appreciate it though, but it's a thing that people don't really know what to do. Uh, yes. In my particular instance, like I kept attending church and they're like, can you say a prayer? And I like, I'd love to more than anything in the world. Can't. No. I'm not supposed to, you know, I, yeah. would I would love more than anything in the world. And so you have people like that. And then you also have people that are like, it is a, a cultish predatory organization and they get excommunicated. Right. And so, again, almost in the spirit of what this thing has been, what works for one does not, not work for another. And we just want to be able to be like, this is what we do when people well, get their membership withdrawn. We treat them like this because this is what we do. We do this. And I think I found my thought again. I picked it back up again. So I would be interested to see if your stake president, whoever did that, have they done any counseling or therapy post, you know, in hindsight, looking at it. So here's my, we had a bishop who had, uh, was physically assaulting some of our young men. Oh and I gosh. sent many, I sent many a single mother into that office saying, you can trust him. He will help you. You can, tr you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it was afterwards, after I was released, it was, it was about a year later that I found out about what had happened with these young men, yes. the guilt and remorse that I felt, I felt like I sent them to that. You know what I mean? I, I vouched to their parents. You can trust this person. I went to therapy because hmm. that guilt that weighs on my mind from that, I don't know. And and may, that would be interesting to see if there are church leaders 
who they think they're doing the right thing and they think that this is the right call to make regarding withdrawal of membership or advice they've given to people. Um, if they later go back and say, I got to, I, I weighed down by this. Hmm. Now that I can see things more clearly, yeah. I'm weighed down by this. I need help processing it because I did. And I, you know, that was just my, maybe I feel too much or something. I don't know. Maybe sure. I'm too emotional. But that's what I needed to help process it because of the guilt and the shame that I felt anyways. Yeah. So. Well, I want you to know that in private conversations I've had with your husband, yes, you feel too much and often act far too irrationally. So <laughs> teasing. That's it. He's out of here. Okay. I want to hit this last one and then we'll wrap this out. Uh, This I thought was interesting. Um, The uh, church educational system at all of the BYUs, so BYU Provo, BYU Hawaii, BYU Idaho, BYU Pathway, Ensign College, et cetera, have all now executed their date nights with the uh, presidents of those particular universities or colleges. This was to um, provide a no low, or I should say low pressure way to uh, have a date for um, for the young kids because they don't date. So like one, uh, BYU Provo was a night out with the Reese's and, you know, you could go and visit and casually and all the things. I have thought multiple times throwing out the million dollar idea. I don't know what you call it, but like. Uh, you you start because everybody's a life coach. You, everyone's a you know all those things. Similar, you, you are a not a dating coach, but like a communications coach, where yeah. where I'm available and we talk. And so, genuinely, some of those folks that either don't know how to do it have fear about doing it. Like the coaching is, how are you? Tell me about what's going on in your life. Okay, now this would be a time where you would ask me how mm-hmm. I'm doing, you know, and genuinely walking people through because it almost seems that basic. It's not a thing that I had to face when I was younger. In fact, I wish someone uh, that was older than me would have said, maybe let's tone this down a little bit. Maybe not go out so much. Maybe focus on like anything else besides, you know, going out on dates. But it just, it seems like it's such a difficult thing. Problem uh, socially, certainly, but you know that they've said, "Hey, we are going to try and do something different," and here is what it is. I think that, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. I I don't think you dated too much, Richie. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I've got a couple of my roommates, and they all had a great time. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Uh, I, yeah, I did it a lot though. Oh, yeah, no. too much. But, a lot of money spent. A lot of time. True. I think that if I would have focused on uh, something else, right? Anything else? Yeah, that's. But I I. I hope that it gets back there because I look back now, married, grateful for all the dates I went on. Yeah. And some of them were some real awful dates that I was like, well, this isn't working out. We're This is done as soon as you take me home. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's, it's good to get back to. I don't know. I don't know a non-dating culture. So it's hard for me to relate to these young whippersnappers and the challenges of their dating world because I lived in the world of the Richie T's and the Russell Wilds who took a girl on a date. So. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing, like I look back on it and I think anyone that is sort of of our generation or older that like, I look at it like all the terrible jobs I had uh, mm-hmm. growing up. Right. I was a janitor mm-hmm. and there was very small part of being a janitor that I was like, I like this. And the rest of it, I was like, I better bust my butt 
in yes. college. And this is no shade on janitors, but for me, for who I am, for how my skills and abilities suit me, I was like, this is not the play. So mm-hmm. doing that, I was able to figure out, heck, even my first marriage, which is why I always joked around when I worked at BYU, just marry anyone. When people would talk to me for advice, I'd say, just marry <laughs> anyone. You will learn more in six months about what you don't want in a partner Yep. And then get divorced and then find the right partner. No one took me up on that advice. In fact, I think right. I got in trouble one time. But Probably said, don't give that advice. Yeah, they said, keep that to yourself. But to be able to figure out what it is that you, what you truly want, I don't know how people would do it without dating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. How do you find out if you get along with somebody unless you date? And really, somebody gave me the advice to date through all seasons mm-hmm. of the year because you don't want to get married and then realize like, Christmas is always going to be with these people you were not raised with and you didn't grow up with and whatever. And then another great, now this is like, apparently we're a dating show now, but yeah, bring it on. Uh, take somebody on a car trip with you and see if you can tolerate them in the car. Oh, yeah. I mean, that'll tell you real quick. If you're, maybe you're in the enemy zone, you're not even in the friend zone after a couple hours in the car. So I yeah. just did a road trip with my best friend to Dallas for my daughter's dance competition. And I love her so much, but I I don't know we could make it longer than three hours in the car together when the weather is bad outside. Wow. So. Uh, a real quick anecdote, then we'll wrap this out. Uh, I remember, it's funny that you talk about the road trip. There was a girl that I dated. This is before I was married the first time. And we had gone to see uh, some friends uh, that lived up in Oregon. And as we were driving back, because we were sort of in that, like, we're kind of dating, but we like, this isn't my girlfriend, but like, we're close enough that she would come with me for a weekend to go see some friends. So some would say girlfriend, but I was just like, it became very apparent to me about halfway through the drive home that like, that was it. Like we were, we were done. And I said as much as we drove, Mm. I said, Hey, so like, I really feel like, um, like when we get back, I'm, like, we're probably not going to go out anymore. And I said this in the car. I said it far too early. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. Like, seven or eight hours in which she said, you know, she was like, oh, but we, you know, all the things essentially being like, oh, let's just give it a shot beyond this trip. And I was like, that's not the thing. Yeah. And ended up being very uh, hurtful to her, I'm sure, because I didn't just hold the boundary, but I very much and vocally said, this is done. I can't. This, yeah. You're, you're great. This is not a judgment on you. We are out. I cannot do this anymore. Well, kudos to her for not just leaving you on the side of the road. And right. I was driving. I was driving. Oh, you were? I well, would have left her on the side of the road. <laughs> wouldn't have, you could have stopped at a gas station. She just takes the car. She's like, bye. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, just because I just remembered this um, on Sunday, they called new primary workers into uh, into my ward primary. And uh, I am trying so very hard in 2024 to make friends in my ward. I'm never moving. So these are people that if I, if I can be friendlier, they can mm-hmm. be life friends. These can be my yeah. community. These can be all my people. And, and I admittedly to this point have not. 
that's been part of the reason why I haven't and been enjoying my church experience as of late. So I have tried to be friendly. What is your name? How are you doing? And I don't know why I couldn't control it, but the woman sitting in front of me, the pew in front of me got called into the primary. We all sustained her. And then she sat down and I leaned into her ear and I said, if I ever get called into primary, know that that will be the last Sunday that you will see me. It was quiet. It was right before the sacrament was about to be served. And she guffawed so loud that everyone looked over to the two of us and just embarrassed. But now I have a great memory and a friend in the person that was part of the primary. Yeah. And Takes a good whatever story. Yeah. A good story about, yeah. <laughs> Making I'll friends. Yeah. That's good. All right. Get back to work. Uh, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And if you are not well enough to join us this week, that you will join us next week. And that when the time comes, you will be able to travel home in safety. Uh, I would encourage people to become a Patreon state, patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. There's an amazing interview I did with the guy who is the public relations for the continent of Africa, talking about all the work that's going on there. It's incredible. Uh, it's available in the Patreon group. So do that patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. In the meantime, Chris set out. Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of the, the, the cultural, cultural hall. hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the cultural hall show.